Welcome to Peers Like Me, a podcast hosted by Western New York Independent Living. Today, our guest is Wally Mutazimal, Chief Executive Officer of Behavioral and Mental Wellness Coaching. Our host is Maura Kelly, the voice of the individuals WNYIL serves. First, some background on Wally Mutazimal. A 1982 Truman Scholar for over 35 years, Wally has provided services in public and private sector organizations globally for teams of people in the field of transformational development. He is one of the co-authors of the number one Amazon.com top 50 bestseller books, The Art and Science of Success, which was published in 2011. Wally serves as the Chief Executive Officer of Behavioral and Mental Wellness Coaching, Inc. He's also a member of the Board of Directors of the National Association of Military and Veterans Peer Specialists, a member of the International Advisory Board of the Positive Mental Wellness Center in Australia, and an advisor for the Patients Program at the University of Maryland in Baltimore. Wally's best customers have placed a high priority on allocating resources for mental wellness in the workplace by employing better strategies for working well together, feeling good about themselves, their accomplishments, and working at their highest peak levels. Wally facilitates evidence-based life skills, transformative practices, and a framework that spawns action plans for personal wellness. The implementation of proven tools for developing and growing healthier habits increases morale and productivity so that individuals, families, teams, and organizations experience greater success and thrive for years to come. As an advanced level RAP Wellness Recovery Action Plan facilitator and leadership coach, he co-creates safe spaces and introduces team coaching to provide a more cohesive work environment for discovery of different options and choices in real time. Wally supports behavioral and mental health professionals in finding solutions that address discrimination and other issues that restrict healthy growth and sustainable development. Wally is a U.S. Marine Corps veteran from the Vietnam era. Good afternoon. My name is Maura Kelly, and I'm the Mental Health Behavioral Health Peer Liaison for the West New York Independent Living. Welcome to Peers Like Me podcast. Peers Like Me is a regularly updated podcast developed by people who have been severely or personally impacted by mental health issues. For many people in this situation, seeking to be understood and having hope for recovery is often elusive. Peers Like Me podcast aims to address these barriers by educating listeners on different ways people can seek help, understanding, and hope through interviewing our guests about their journey of recovery, their community leadership, and successful lives despite their own issues related to mental health. Peers Like Me podcast also envisions increased understanding by our community, neighbors, and coworkers. To have each one of us truly be included in our community and hope for recovery and living very fulfilling lives. And today, we are very blessed to have with us a special guest who is here from out of town in Buffalo to be our keynote speaker at the Western New York Independent Living Annual Meeting uh, tonight, June 6, 2023 our first in-person meeting since COVID. And we are so fortunate enough to have Wally Mutazamil be our keynote speaker, and he agreed to join us in this podcast. And I thought it would be very interesting to hear. I spent the day with him yesterday, and 
It was a beautiful day, a very special day, a surprising day to be in the presence and um, in the recovery circle that we share. And so I thought it would be great to hear from Wally. And so welcome, Wally. Welcome to Buffalo and the West New York Independent Living. Thank you. Yes. Happy to be here. So, Wally, to start off, why don't you just give the, the listeners an idea. Where have you been in the last two months? <laughs> so, In the last two months, I am just coming in from the international okay. uh, program. Was, one was called the Liberia Medical Mission. Had an opportunity to be with colleagues in the movement, rap facilitators. We had the fortunes to introduce the first step of developing your rap. What does rap mean? It's known as the evidence base. It's wellness, recovery, action, plan. Mm -hmm. It's been around since 1997 as a product. Mm -hmm. It began to take on its life maybe in the 1980s. So we just celebrated our 25th anniversary of having this product known as RAP, and it is growing rapidly internationally. About 35,000 people have been through the program since 1997. So was RAP created by someone that experienced mental health issues? Absolutely. A group. Yes. Not just one person. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. So individuals who were having similar behavior Mm -hmm. um, issues, maybe some other challenges, and they got together and wanted to know, back in the 80s, how do you get yourself to be well? And what are some of the things you do to stay well? And that became the conversation. They met at a conference, and then subsequently... They continue to go through different studies about learning about the key concepts known as hope, person responsibility, education, self-advocacy, and support. Then it went on to develop these various stages known as RAP, which are six stages. And then lastly, they were able to come up with what is known as the Wellness Toolbox. And these are things that we've done in the past Mm -hmm. to help us uh, feel better, such as for me, taking a shower, watching a movie, talking to a friend, uh, walks in nature. So these are some of the items that I call in my Wellness Toolbox, and then we have what is known as recovery topics. That's constantly changing, Mm -hmm. constantly evolving. One of the favorite ones for me today and I've used throughout my practice, is who am I? How do I respond to that question? Who am I? I'm bigger than this physical shell. Right. So how do I begin to look at that as a human being Mm -hmm. and not doing, but who do I get to be? So that's a little bit about the evolution of rap. So... You go around the world, literally, and teach people, empower people in understanding humanness through this tool created by a group of people that were searching themselves, and you 
share this with literally the world? I do the best that I can. I think if I put it in context for me and just speaking to people around the world, they see it as life skills. Mm -hmm. So so are they people with, quote-unquote, behavior? Is this just for people with serious mental illness? Indeed not. Indeed not. They're life skills. You know, for the average person, what is average could be someone that has no so-called identifiable chronic illnesses or behavior, emotional uh, challenges. But the individual who are willing to take a look at that question, who am I? Who do I get to be? What are some of the barriers or challenges? And what opportunities do I have to take action to continue to live a purposeful, intentional life? So it is for anyone college students, not just clinicians or public service professionals, entrepreneurs, policymakers, parents, your next door neighbor, anyone can benefit from being better informed about life skills and to strengthen their personal wellness. So how did you become aware of this? How did you... That's a great question. For me, it probably started in the 1980s where I identified that my behaviors were unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that I was feeling and thinking uh, was not the best of me. And it took me more than a decade to make a request. I deserve some help. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of my experience, you know, with the institutions of psychiatric care. Uh, I was fortunate to be able to become an inpatient. Were you, were you hesitant to ask for help? Were you? I was scared. Okay. I was hesitant in denial, but when I got conscious that this path that I'm going, it's not going to end well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really um, sick and tired, as we say, of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. And I wanted some help. I didn't have any proof there was a place that I could go. So I took what was accessible for mm-hmm. me at that time mm-hmm. through another veteran. I went to the VA hospital in Baltimore. So you're a veteran? I am a veteran. Did six years in the Marine Corps, starting in the Vietnam era. Mm-hmm. And I'm still a Marine. Good, yeah. So, And you talked to a lot of veterans. You... Is that that's how you met our uh, chief executive officer? Is that Douglas Uziak? That-, that is true. I, I became a certified peer specialist, and then subsequently okay. later, I was introduced to RAP as a resident in the psychiatric oh, okay. ward yeah, okay. at the Baltimore uh, Hospital, and I began to see that all of the pain and suffering the veterans. And then I began to look at my life, and I remember my neighbor next door back in the 60s. And then I had an uncle who was in World War II who, who had issues. So I began to notice it was not just veterans who were dealing with challenges and opportunities. It were people in my neighborhood. It was strangers. It was the 
person walking down the street, you know, asking for right. for support, some type of a way, you know, to find something to eat. It's everywhere, isn't it? It was, it is. It is everywhere. I've never been to a country that I do not see people uh, who are dealing with life challenges. And that's why I go back to life skills. How do I navigate, you know, when there's a challenge that takes place at the workplace? How do I navigate in dealing with members of my family, you know, when things are not going the way that I think they ought to go. That's great. So you're on this mission. It's a calling, or so it's not just a job. It's not like it's like not a job at all. It seems like just knowing you for the last twenty four hours. So it, I was blessed uh, to be in discovery yeah. of answering the call. Right. Right. And I used to have examples when we were doing other work uh, back in the 80s, human transformational Mm -hmm. work. And I would go, ring, ring. And it's like, that's not for me. That's for Mara. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a calling for her. And I began to to use it as part of some of the group activity. Then then I took ownership. Mm -hmm. That if I'm able to conceive an idea that is good and healthy, for me, maybe for someone else, I'm going to answer that call every chance, every opportunity that I get. And that has enabled me to be in a larger community of self, meaning the human family. And I prefer to go to those underserved communities, not only in the U.S., but in the global communities. And it has been very rewarding. I learned so much. You know, what does life skill mean mm-hmm. to you? Right. And what does personal wellness mean to you from different perspectives? So it is a ongoing opportunity that I discovered and I get to be my calling. And what is that? Simply to share good news. Share good news, especially in places where there are darkness perceived darkness, Mm -hmm. uncertainty, lack of hope, lack of self-confidence, clearly unhappiness. And I get to show up and listen and to be with and to answer the calling. Can I just be here? Not that I have a solution, but can I just be here to let the person know they're not alone? And I see myself, I see my journey in the listening of other people's stories. And those are my stories, too. So I've learned to be able to create some framework known as a wellness framework and a wellness method and a process that's been proven to decrease the uncomfortable feelings or feelings or even behaviors that I may have had also in the research, it was proven that we can increase our personal empowerment if we live by certain practices daily. Right. Thirdly, was an improved quality of life. And we all want that regardless of geography, ethnicity, age, gender. Last but not the least is that I was able to achieve equally, as the research proven, 
that I can be and have my own goals and dreams. So where you go, it sounds like you create opportunity for communities, like create communities that maybe not, they didn't realize they're in communities or, or didn't, weren't identifying or feel a part of a community or, you know, with other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not only, you know, in underserved communities in the U.S., but being able to work in terms of prison services overseas, Mm -hmm. where you have what one call inmates, but in that particular institution, they're known as family members. That's all the way from the warden down. Yeah. They are members of my family. They're not inmates. Right. And they're treated as members of this family. And so that has been very rewarding. Also, we think about countries that has been working and living through a war, conflict, mm-hmm. such as Liberia, and they have an opportunity to hear that there's a possibility for them to restore hope yeah. and be able to see themselves, you know, live in different outcomes, working in homeless shelters where people only know incarceration or selling drugs, as it was said. And just being with those people for three days, one individual said, this is the first time in 60 years I've wow. held hope. So these are just some of the success stories of just being with people, co-creating the space where people feel safe, and they're ready to to be in a learning program. So it sounds like you're not promoting, you are answering the call. It it changed somewhere. Your life and your uh, applying the evidence-based tool of RAP sort of developed organically and now people are seeking you out seeking how did how did like you're internationally you no know, you told me yesterday that Japan called you up you know like people from Japan you know how like now it's it's a international mission and it started just with you one person Seeking to understand, right? Is that yeah? Seeking to understand myself, you know, who is this guy? And certainly, it's a privilege, you know, to be invited uh, to deal with human challenges, suicide, ideation, Mm -hmm. or even what takes place with the family or high school after a young one has decided to end his or her life. Uh, It's rewarding that I get to be part of that process that we own, regardless of situations, is called healing. Mm -hmm. You know, we're healing from something. I am recovering from something. Even to go to the second half of my life is a recovery journey. How do I let go of what the first 50 years looked like? Let go of that Mm -hmm. and create new ideals, new values, different purposes, for the second half of my life, that's a recovery journey. That's a healing journey. Am I willing to let go? How do I feel about letting go? It's not a loss. 
So people listening to this, how do they get started? How do, like, there's someone out there listening. So, sounds good. How do I, how do I get what he has? Or how do I get somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, this recovery journey? Uh, how do I get on my own recovery journey? You give me a call. <laughs> okay. And that would be country code 1443-857-5731, and we'll have a conversation. Okay. Can you repeat that number again, Wally? Country code 1. That's What's for the U.S. Is that... So different countries in the U.S. we know there's number 1. Oh, okay. Maybe in Ghana it would be 233. In Malaysia, it would be six zero. These are country codes. Okay, all right. So if I, on my cell phone, I could just call that. I could just. In the United States, okay, yeah. Four four three. Okay. Eight five seven. Five seven three one. And if you call it outside the U.S., you dial plus one. Four four three. Eight five seven. Five seven. I would love to hear from you. Yes. Well, thank you, Wally Matazamil. Uh, and it's been an honor and a privilege. I have been, in my words, blessed to be around you for the last 24 hours, um, exploring the seven, one of the seven wonders of the world, Niagara Falls. Um, and uh, I appreciate sharing a little path of my journey with you. And... Um, I hope people reach out and um, thank you so much for your recovery and sharing it with me and our listeners and like literally the whole world. So thank you, Wally. Thank you so much. Okay. You've been listening to Peers Like Me, a podcast that explores issues related to behavioral health, sponsored by Western New York Independent Living Inc. with the assistance of the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Today, our guest has been Wally Matazmal, Chief Executive Officer of Behavioral and Mental Wellness Coaching Inc. Our host has been Maura Kelly. <laughs>